Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Talking Total Talent. Uh, for those new to the series, this is a podcast where our niche that we focus on is the narrative around the evolution of the TA function, and that is essentially going from an internal recruiter who looks at perm to TA being a strategic partner and having full visibility of total talent acquisition, and by that I mean um, temp, perm, casual, gig, contingent, internal mobility, the whole shebang basically. So um, tune in, in this episode we've got Dan Copping, he's the talent acquisition manager at construction company Hanson Youngkin. Um, in this episode we discuss all things from um, the best way to utilise a CRM, proactive hiring um, and building those internal relationships to have internal credibility as well. Um, if you've listened to a few and you're enjoying the series so far, please do give us a review on your preferred podcast series as we're building momentum with the subscribership at the moment. Okay, let's get stuck in. Welcome to another episode of Talking Total Talent with me, your host, Ben Satchwell, and I'm really pleased to be joined this week by Dan Copping from Hanson Yonkin. Hi, Dan. Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? Good. Thanks, mate. Loving the tash. Uh, there we go. November all the way, and this is only halfway through the month, so um, it'll be interesting to see. I've got a couple more recordings in November, so we'll see how much growth we can I'll get. I'll wait to see the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my update on LinkedIn on um, November 30th, so that's good. I'm really pleased to have Dan on here today. Dan, Dan's a great pro. His only downfall is he supports the Wallabies, but we're going to let that go. Um, and, uh, no, but Dan, um, so we can get right into it. Why don't, why don't we um, why don't we start? Tell us a bit about your background in, in your career today in talent acquisition. Yeah, cool. So I guess a bit of a bit of an interesting background. I um, I started on the tools, so I uh, worked on for about seven years on the tools, and then during that time decided that I did not want to do this forever. So I, um, I guess made the switch and decided to, while I was still working, um, studied human resources, um, decided that it was probably more aligned to my skills and strengths and, and I enjoyed the people side of it um, and, and their abilities. And so I finished my degree and then looked to, looked to get into to the HR world. Unfortunately, no one would kind of give me a start even the entry level jobs you needed two years experience of HR so kind of did a bit of a shift and moved away and kind of thought where, where can I where do my strengths lie I guess um, and construction recruitment landed on that one and kind of fell into it so that's how it all started. Nice I am um, it's a bit of a consistent theme about people deciding what they want to do knowing about the people side and falling into it and then having hell of careers out of it it's it's really interesting I'm, I'm wondering if it will go up in importance in, in career selection as we go, um, as we see impact. So it's, it's, it's interesting to note that. You've worked both um, internal and external uh, in your career, mm. is that right? Okay, so what, what lessons have you learned from being on both sides of the fence, so to speak? Yeah, I, I found starting off externally a really good starting point um, and understanding, I guess, the full 360 recruitment process. Um, Construction is quite a unique market to to work in so it was a good starting point for me to understand I guess who's who in the zoo and who are, who the main players are but it was also good for me to understand what good talent looks like um, and then it, I guess I wanted to break the stigma around external recruitment there's a, unfortunately a bit of a stigma around that's a transactional relationship between a, a, a recruiter and a client um, 
and I wanted to have that relationship base. So for me, that was the external world and it was a great starting point. Um, but then I was lucky with the, you know, uh, to be approached to come in and do Hanson Youngkin's recruitment internally. Um, and so for me, it was kind of a, a mentality shift away from, from that external world. Um, and I wanted to focus, I think internally, it's all about the relationship and building that confidence within the role um, that, you know, you're here to help the teams and help the projects find the right people. Um, projects are becoming more complex and, and time restraints. So having those right people seems to be the key uh, to successfully delivering these projects. Sure. And uh, in, in line with that, um, can you describe the, what the TA function looks like within Hanson Yonkin? Yeah. So at the moment, I focus all on permanent recruitment. Yep. Um, with a mix of, we will run our, I guess, our contract recruitment as well through myself. Um, but we will mostly, when it comes to contract, we'll look to use external agencies um, yeah. just due to the time constraints. Um, that, that seems to work best for us. So we, we would go out to two trusted external recruitment partners that understand our needs and, and what Hanson Youngkin looks for. Mm -hmm. um, and then, we, then I also look after the cadet program as well and the recruitment from that. So um, we will go out to universities, um, career fair days, uh, and we will meet and greet potential cadets. Uh, we'll bring them into the business and, and run that recruitment function as well. And then there's also the, the scarf movements um, that I'll, we also look after. So from the cadet rotations that happen every six months to looking at, um, you know, also staff movements throughout the business. Cool. All right. Which is good and segues quite nicely into the total talent acquisition that we're, that we're going to talk about today. So you've touched on a few bits there, Perm, the, the external side, you talked about the grads and then in uh, staff mobility as well, that side of things. Um, when you think about total talent acquisition at the moment, how important is it for Hanson Youngkin as part of your sort of strategy that you've got? Yeah, look, I think that's a really good question. Um, we, the, Hanson Youngkin have had an internal recruiter for a number of years. Um, We've, I think there's been a shift away from just being a recruiter that sits within the business. Um, it's, you know, we don't want to be, I guess from my perspective, we don't want to be doing just a bums on seats job anymore. Uh, I, I look at it as, you know, I'm here to do the whole employee life cycle. So that's from, you know, uh, marketing, enhancing up and brand in the business, uh, proactively working in the market. Um, I think, you know, we don't want to be reactive to recruitment. I think that's where having a, a person that understands the full life cycle of um, recruitment, but also, you know, once that employee joins the business, um, you know, are they, what they've been sold, is that correct? I think that's pretty important. Um, are they feeling comfortable and supported throughout their, their life, you know, their career with us? Um, so for us, T, uh, talent acquisition has kind of evolved um, and I think it will continue evolving. Um, and I think, you know, over the next couple of years, uh, I think out in the market, that shift away from just being, right, we're here to recruit, um, you get a job on and, and that's what you look after. I think there's going to be a shift away to, um, you know, talent acquisition managers are going to have to look more at the HR piece as well um, and engage um, on multiple multiple fronts throughout throughout the business. So I think that there is a big shift and it's educating the market on, um, you know, what, what I do and what other talent managers do within the industry. 
Yeah, definitely. And that was part of the premise behind launching this series was that evolution that, that we're observing across the market as well. I think it's really, really interesting. And some things have been accelerated given, given the pandemic as well. So that's, that's noteworthy. So in, in considering the evolution that you're seeing in your current um, talent function, um, when you joined and you started to think about where you wanted to go, how did you um, start by comparing where the function was on day one to where you wanted it to go? And, and I'm thinking predominantly here about your knowledge being external and dealing with TA professionals. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I certainly started off uh, comparing, my, comparing my experience when I was working externally. Um, you know, it's construction is quite a small industry where everyone kind of knows everyone. So I wanted, as a talent manager, I wanted to have good relationships with external recruiters. Um, I think that is really key to, um, you know, the networking and understanding what's going on in the, the industry. I, you know, I can't be across everything. So I think shifting away uh, and building that relationship initially with external is really important. Um, but then also, I guess the switch for us was we wanted to really focus on um, changing the the stigma around I'm just here to do recruitment and that's it. Um, I really wanted to put my hand up and say support the projects um, and ensure that they feel supported from this role. Um, you know, they, Hanson Youngkin is a builder essentially, so they, they understand the building side of things. Um, and it was probably more around that education piece on, um, you know, this is what I can do and, and how I can benefit uh, the projects and, and the business in improving their recruitment function. Um, so we looked at our, our technology um, and how that can improve. Uh, you know, data is obviously a huge thing these days. So we want to just capture as much data as we can. Um, and you know, that, that sort of information gives you power down the track. So it was starting to build, we looked at our technology piece, we implemented um, a new CRM. And so we started capturing all the data um, and all that relevant information um, which is starting to pay off now when, you know, we, we're still looking at recruitment. And so we're building on those talent pools um, probably for the last 12 months. So we're starting to see those benefits as projects start to come online. Um, and it's taking a more of a proactive approach, to be honest. Um, constantly networking in the market, market mapping, um, understanding, you know, where everyone is, where the good talent is. Um, construction is quite a small talent pool that we have to work from. Um, so it's understanding where people are, uh, engaging them with the HY business, uh, you know, branding a business and, and kind of explaining how we do things and what we look for. So, um, and it was for me personally coming in and understanding what good, good talent looks like to HY because, you know, uh, everywhere has its own um, different cultures and expectations. So being embedded in the business and, and understanding and, um, where, where we're at, I think that was... Um, and where we're going with it and providing a bit of direction there's been where we're where we're at and where we're going yeah awesome and there's, there's quite a lot to dig into there so there's, there's a few bits um but if i was to ask you to distill it down what would you say when you joined were the uh, top three challenges in delivering this total talent acquisition project that you're working on yeah definitely there was there's a couple of things that kind of stand out to me um i think the change management process so um, you know, getting buy-in from hiring managers um, and them having confidence that I can deliver on what they're, they're looking for. Um, you know, things change daily and recruitment needs and project needs change daily. So um, it was me, I guess, 
showing them the confidence that they can have that I will deliver on what their expectations are. And also them understanding that, you know, they've been doing recruitment a certain way for, for so long. Uh, it's kind of changing that mindset of, well, why don't we look at it doing it a different way? So it's bringing the hiring manager on a journey and um, getting their buy-in. So that, that was probably the first challenge. Um, but, you know, over time, that, that, that can only be done over time. That's not going to be a quick win that you do in the first three months. Um, so that's kind of starting to see fruit bearing from that now, which has been great. Um, the technology piece was a big one. Um, having, a, having an up-to-date CRM that we can really rely upon um, and that's capturing all the relevant data that we need. Um, we do a lot of regional projects. So being able to have a, a good talent pool of regional candidates that are kind of warm to us and understand HY, uh, that's, been, that's been a real success, but that was a challenge initially. Um, so kind of looking at the technology piece and trying to find the right uh, CRM and then ultimately implementing that in the business and, and them seeing value from that. So that's kind of been uh, an ongoing thing, but that's been quite successful now too. Um, and then thirdly, um, yeah, I don't know about the third one. I think that's kind of, they're probably, they're probably about my Who's top two, to be honest. Two solid. I, I picked three because it was a, the right number, I thought. So two, <laughs> two, two is really good. So there's the change piece and the CRM and the technology piece. Yeah. Change comes up consistently in, in, in pretty much every conversation I have. Um, did you, was there any tricks or hacks you had for um, helping hiring managers on the change or was it just a charm offensive from yourself? Uh, it was kind of, it's spending more time with them, I think was, was a big thing, uh, and building that relationship where I think talent managers are in the relationship game, to be honest. Um, and it's being able to spend time and understand their pressure points and, and their, not, I wouldn't say issues, but their, uh, struggles with recruitment. Um, yet again, I think it comes back to that stigma around external recruiters and, you know, everyone's kind of. Unfortunately, had some bad experiences, uh, and I think that's flowed on to how people do recruitment. So I wanted to come in and, and change that that stigma uh, and build that trust and confidence. Um, so I found that going actually out to site and spending some time with the site guys uh, and understanding their pressures on site is completely different to being in head office. Um, so being on the ground and, and actually spending time with people has been, I would say that's been the biggest winner i guess and biggest way of winning people over um and, and building that relationship definitely that's been the, the the real big thing for me excellent and and the second part was the the technology side of things um there's a lot of providers out there and i speak speak from the point of view of being one of those providers but yeah what when we have so much to choose from sort of how did you or what tips i suppose do you have for others in reviewing the landscape of technology more broadly yeah, look, I think going out to the market and, well, I think first of all, understanding what the, your organisation needs and what the holes are at the, at the time. So each organisation is obviously quite different um, and has different requirements. So for us, we, we, had to, we were looking for a way to capture obviously all the data and all the candidates coming through, uh, but it was also giving transparency to the hiring managers. Um, I, it comes back to that journey piece again. I wanted the hiring managers to understand that it's more than just me going out and talking to candidates. That um, you know we've got a we've got candidates coming through multiple channels, um, and how we funnel all those channels, all the information that comes through. So we we looked for a CRM that 
hiring managers could log into themselves and, and kind of track the process of the, of the recruitment. Um, so that's worked really well for us. Um, and have them being able to have an understanding about the full life cycle of what goes into actually finding the right candidate um, has helped that education piece as well and helped them, I guess, understand a bit more about how I would, how recruitment is run and, and how we want to run it as a business. So I think understanding your needs initially and then going and talking to as many providers as you can, um, that's where we saw a lot of benefit um, and, and we were able to tailor um, our CRM to, to match our needs. So that was really good. Excellent. And it ties quite nicely into the change management piece because it's that consistent change. Yeah. I think one thing that resonated with what you said there, and, and this is both an external recruitment and internal recruitment challenge, is the um, education on what the role actually takes and the amount of work that goes to finding that right candidate is sometimes not um, as visible, shall we say. And yeah. I think that uh, access to the tech helps that uh, a lot of the way. I also like your answer around proactive hiring. You know, there's plenty of stats proven around the impact that that has, both on the employee branding and all the recruitment metrics that come with that. So that's that's great. So in my conversations with um, talent acquisition leaders, a common point that is made is that um, they're not totally sure if total talent acquisition is right for their specific company or industry. Um, so I'm interested in your response to this. Um, and I'm especially thinking from the point of view of how tight the labor market is in construction um, and, and the importance of someone with a HR background being the talent manager. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good question. Um, and I think, I think to start with that, projects are becoming more complex and time restraints. So finding the right people, um, you know, people might have the right skills but they might, might not necessarily have the right personal traits or, or cultural fit for HY. Um, so I think uh, first starting off is understanding, you know, what the business wants uh, and needs from their employees. And then the throw on, flow on from that would be the education piece of, of, the, of the business itself. So, you know, there's always the commercial side of it. So um, I think saving on external recruitment fees and, and being able to bring that in-house, we've seen a real big benefit from that. And it's Businesses understanding that, um, you know, you're able if you're able to bring your recruitment costs down and, and manage the and maintain that retention of the employees you brought in, um, you, you're retaining a lot of that, um, you know, IP and uh, training that you put into those employees. So it's businesses understanding that side of it, um, and with such a small, I guess, market to pick to choose from, um, we we really want to make sure that we know where everyone is. So. I guess it comes down to that education piece and, and businesses understanding that there's the commercial side and, and there's, you know, the opportunity to save money on recruitment fees, but it's also keeping people engaged within the business um, and, um, you know, having a good retention rate of people that you hire and they're here long term. We, we can see the benefits of that um, and that those benefits continue over, you know, two, three, four, five years. Um, you know, our clients benefit from it. They've got people that they know and trust and, you know, know what they're doing. Uh, and then our projects really flourish from that because, um, you know, people understand our systems and procedures um, and it kind of builds a better close-knit team because you don't have a revolving door, revolving door business. Um, and it's people understanding that um, and understanding that there is more than just, it's more than just recruitment. Um, there is, there's multiple functions that can fall under TA um, and it's just, 
it's people understanding that it's you know there's there's certainly more options to it and it can provide more benefits than just putting a bum on a seat so yeah that that's kind of i think it comes down to the education and people understanding it and so and to go back to a point you made earlier when you reviewed technology and made a new purchase i assume you had to go right up the chain for an approval there and make a business case you would have probably done a fair bit of education is my experience on on the why for the investment um how did you link your priorities up to the whoever the budget approver is was it head of hr ceo what sort of level approved the budget um no well it was kind of i had a bit of free reign on it to be honest okay uh, cool. which is really nice yeah so i guess uh, as i said before hy they're a builder and i've been kind of brought into uh i wouldn't say upskill but bringing expertise around recruitment and, and kind of what i think best practice is um so i i presented to them uh you know, a number of CRMs for us to look at and, and the options that they provide. Yeah. And then off the back of that, we kind of made a decision to move quite quickly, which was really nice. So um, it was the business having confidence that I know what I'm doing and, and kind of I ha I can provide them with the best outcome. Um, and so that that's kind of where we saw that go. And it, it, worked, it worked really well. There was no pushback. It was kind of getting managers to understand um, how it's going to affect them and how the recruitment is going to change slightly um but that that worked well as well as well so it's just getting by from from the start and how you i guess you set it up and frame it to to hiring managers in the business what types of questions did they have for you uh i guess why why are we going online you know why can't why can't we work by paper um you know i've always printed off my cvs and looked at them this way um you know i i don't see the benefit of logging online and looking at the recruitment process. I just want to see people. Um, but then you have to come back around and say, well, look, I don't want to, we don't want to waste your time with the wrong people. Uh, you know, time is precious. Interviews take time. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to waste, waste the candidates time either. Um, like I've said, construction is a small industry. Everyone knows everyone. We, we want to have a good brand and a good image out there. And I do believe that, um, you know, recruitment and talent acquisition also ties into marketing and, and branding for a business um and that you know that flows on to i wouldn't be able to build talent pools if i wasn't you know marketing the company right in it and if i didn't believe in what it was doing so um they, they were some of the questions but you know you just work through those and, and kind of get them on board slowly yeah that's good that's good and um we, we talked earlier on about the evolution and you're still going through an evolution so two parts to this question, I can, ask, I can ask the second one again, I suppose. First part is sort of what have you imagined next for HY's talent function? And the second part of the question is more broadly, what do you, where do you think TA is heading? You've said a few indicators around the marketing influence and stuff like that. So yeah, so question one, sort of what's next for HY and talent acquisition? Yeah, I, I see automation kind of becoming more of a, look, time poor, I guess. A lot of people are time poor. Uh, and, and trying to get people in a room to discuss candidates and, and CVs is always hard. Um, it's kind of uh, what I, how I see it moving forward is everything's done through the CRM um, and they're able to log on and, and look at CVs and review CVs that way. Uh, I think that's quite exciting and, and kind of where I would like to see it to go to get more buy-in that way. Um, and to the broader business, I think it is, it's still me 
educating the broader business on what I on what I do and, and them seeing value on their projects of having an internal recruiter. So it's, I think it's still constantly that education piece throughout the business, um, that there's still value having a, a, a TA involved. Um, and then ultimately, I think it reverts back around to, it's more than just recruitment as well. Um, it's being able to provide that HR support um, in regards to you know the onboarding piece, uh, training, uh, career development, um, being able, being a soundboard for people, especially for new people as well. Um, as we all know, it's quite, it can be quite daunting joining a, a new company. Uh, and I'm normally the first person that people meet and greet. And um, I like being involved throughout the life cycle of them being within the business um, and kind of supporting them and making sure that they settle in well. So I kind of see that that's where talent is going, is that it needs to be, um, you know, what I, I, I hate to see it when people just join the business and then they let go. Uh, sorry, not let go, just join the business and um, that, you know, oh, I, you don't speak to them again. Yeah. I think that it's that constant contact and support that that's going to where we're going to really see the benefits. And then ultimately it comes down to that retention that we were speaking about earlier. Um, that's where we will see the real benefits over the next couple of years. Cool. And then sort of final question from me is around employee mobility. Um, you touched on it, um, sort of what's, the process you have for that, thoughts for that, and if it's not high at the moment, is it on the agenda? Yeah, look, re regional projects, uh, there's certainly a lot coming up for us, um, and it's understanding, is that, sorry, is that what you mean by more mobility, or what are we talking yeah, about? Sorry, to clarify, yeah, yeah, so moving moving staff around, sorry, from a mobility perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from a mobility perspective, I guess it's understanding where people are at so from an internal, who, we, who, who have we got and where are they at in their career? Are they open to opportunities uh, that might be out of Sydney or New South Wales? It's us understanding and kind of um, staying in touch with our internal guys. I think that's really important. Um, we don't want to send people out to places they don't want to be. Um, but at the same time, I think going and working on a regional project um, has its own opportunities. And it's, our internal guys understanding what those opportunities look like um, for them. So it's, I think it's how you frame it up. Outside of that, from a, a, a recruitment perspective, it's really us mapping out who is available, who is interested to move, whether it's interstate or to regional New South Wales and having a really good understanding about their capabilities if they were to come on board. Um, regional projects have a lot, a lot, I guess, different pressures compared to uh, projects that are in Sydney um, and it's finding the right people that those, those regional teams become very tight-knit um, and they rely heavily on each other so you want to make sure that if, you know they're, they're a high performing team and everyone gets along well um, and ultimately that they deliver that project on time so that's kind of where in regards to mobility I think that's something that we need to focus on a little bit more um, is understanding who wants to go and, and the benefits for them going yeah, cool. All right, great note to finish on. Dan, you've been a star. Thanks so much for sharing your insights. And um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, Dan. And then I'll just edit it out from there. Cool. All right, cheers, mate. Thanks. I'll just move this across and turn. I have my questions in front of me. So, and then I'll just hit.